This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show with Dr. D. Broadcasting from the HJL Hospitality and Evolve Studios in L.A. And KZSB AM 1290 and FM 96.9 Santa Barbara. Or somewhere from the road. He's opened and fixed more than 200 restaurants, bars, nightclubs, hotels, and neighborhood joints around the globe. He's an industry driver, an author, and a columnist. He's a restaurateur with legendary rock star Mick Fleetwood in Fleetwood's on Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. And he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. Third hour, Dr. D, and we've saved uh, the best for last. Oh, our, our good friend rejoins us on the Jeremiah Show. He's done three shows with us. With us, and yeah. uh, if you don't, if you're not careful, Skunk, uh, we're going to think that uh, you know you, you like us. <laughs> well, that we're going to have to charge you rent. I'm standing by. Rotor's hot. Anytime you want. <laughs> I love it. All right. So let's get right to it. You know that uh, warm, euphoric feeling, Dr. D, when a good friend crosses your doorstep again. Oh, yeah. And rejoins you. And for the time you spend with him, the world just feels right again. As much as going on in the oh, world right now. you guys. The world feels right again. And that's a truly how I felt thinking about you coming back on the show. Skunk. Well, thanks. Um, and thanks for what you were doing for the vets. I mean, oh, really we really appreciate that. What you're doing for the vets, and we're just uh, re-airing it for you. And it's a good I, team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm feeling blessed for knowing this wonderful person and getting another opportunity to listen to his thoughts on music, life, and the human experience. And if you know him, he's a, I believe he's a humble man, Jeff Skunk Baxter. And in my, in my opinion of him, will most likely make him feel a little bit uncomfortable. But he, to me, he stands tall among guitar mortals. In this world, he is a guitar god to many. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's played with nearly everyone who's anyone in music. And you know his distinct guitar skills in the, from the Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan. He chairs the U.S. Congressional Advisory Board on Missile Defense. His new solo album is soon to be released, Speed of Heat. I, I have to say that is an interesting... Well, you guys are too kind. ...a right? mixture. I, mean, I really appreciate it. I wasn't finished. I still got more of it. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> Advisor to the military and has an album. Yeah. That's the wild. Speed of Heat. Yeah. It's slated for release, uh, I believe, on June 17th. Um, if that changes, we'll let you know, and, and hopefully we can get you back for number four, and then then for sure you're our friend. <laughs> Where we, no, I love it. Uh, yeah. You guys have been great. Okay, so uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter is here. He's going to premiere his new song, My Old School. Uh, originally, it was uh, a Steely Dan song, right? It's a... Um, on the album Countdown to Ecstasy, released in 73. Uh, the song is being released Friday, March 18th, which is tomorrow. Yeah, um, wow. And then there will also be singles released on April 15th, My Place in the Sun, and again on the, the following month. Um, what is that? No, that's uh, was it April, May. Well, four fifteen and five thirteen <laughs> Apache. Yeah, I can I need. Yeah. I need to May, take my shoes and off. And all that stuff is still <laughs> subject to uh, could change. Yeah, because you never know. But we are going to be releasing uh, a number of things from the record. I guess uh, the album and even the word album I know is is somewhat antiquated. But the project today is going to be released in June, and then we're going to do a double vinyl release in September. Mm. Hmm. Wow. wow and this is your first solo album is that right skunk yes yeah first official one first official so, somebody put some kind of a compilation together that i didn't know about and put it out but this is the real thing the real deal how long have you been working on it oh about 10 years uh -huh. wow we just haven't had a lot of time so myself and uh my buddy cj vanston have just been when we get time go in 
And then we started concentrating a little bit more on it about four years ago, three years ago. And then one day we woke up and it was done. Mm. Ten years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one day, ten years later. Ten years after. Right? There it is. Uh, it, just tell us a little bit about the album, if you don't mind. Um, just kind of talk about the, so how many, there are 12 songs in, in yeah, total? Yeah, that's why we're going to do a double vinyl album. We just ran out of room, you know, couldn't put it all on, on one LP. How many songs did you originally write or have ready and, and maybe even record? And then over these 10, this 10 year period of time, did you have a lot more and you had to narrow it down or was it always these 12? You just, well, we had a few, but it really started out because uh, uh, CJ and I just like, you know, playing together. So we'd set up something on a drum machine and just start playing. And there's a couple of cuts on the on the record. One is called Giselle and the other mm -hmm. is um, uh, Juliet that were written while we recorded them <laughs> pretty much. Mm. So we just started to think that's one of the reasons why I like working with them so much is because it's one of those things where you don't have to finish somebody, you know, can finish somebody else's conversation. Yeah. Only this is music. And so we started out with that and then it was going to be an instrumental record. You know, I want to do Apache, everybody, every guitar player wants to do Apache and a bunch of instrumentals. And then um, ran into uh, Mike McDonald and he asked me what I was doing. I said, I was doing a solo record. He said, well, I, you know, if you want me to sing on it, I'd love to. And then, uh, I was up at the Bohemian Grove and I ran into Clint Black and he said, Hey, Michael said, you're doing a solo album. I want to say, okay, that's great. <laughs> and, then, and then Johnny Lang called me cause he said he wanted to maybe get into law enforcement. Could I help him? And I said, well, so sure. And, uh, I hear you're doing a solo album. We played up in, in uh, park city I said, well, I, I like to play on it. I said, okay. So it morphed <laughs> into kind of half and half, you know, you, you gotta be flexible, right? Yeah improvise adapt persevere so that's what we did it, it, i would imagine especially uh, an, an album that you're you know you're putting together over 10 years and all the people that you know all these fantastic musicians that you've played with on their albums and or and, and you you just run in the you, i'm sure you run in these circles and you you see them at uh, benefits or concerts and you know throughout those 10 years it must be hard to to probably narrow, to not bring in everyone. Everybody probably wants to collaborate with you on your first solo, first official well, solo. There were a album. lot of folks who were very, very kind. And, and he said, yeah, I'd like to work on it. And I said, well, uh, we're, we pretty much got this one wrapped up, but uh, hopefully I'm going to do another one. And, you know, there's should be plenty of slots open. Hmm. As a matter of fact, on my old school, the organ solo was David Page from wow. Toto. Because he said, I am going to play on your solo. <laughs> there was I no said, question about Dave, it. Of course, man. You know, absolutely. You know, you're one of the cats. You yeah. know? So, uh, yo, <laughs> you're in. What were you doing in Santa Barbara? I heard that you were in Santa Barbara last night. Were you up for a benefit or uh, Michael yeah. McDonald's was, was with you? And I think, right. And yeah, I was doing a benefit for a friend of mine. Uh, uh, her husband was uh, running for district attorney. Hmm. And uh, so I, I've known her for quite a while, uh, Catherine Remack. And I said, sure, I'll help any way I can, you know, because she's really good. She does a lot of stuff with uh, animals, with the San, Santa Barbara Zoo. And, you know, I'm kind of a fan of that stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. You know? Yeah, she's great. I love her. Yeah. Um, she's wonderful. Know her well. Yeah. Big heart. Yeah. Yeah, really great. Well, um, so... Uh, can you, t what song is Michael McDonald on? Can you say which, where he collaborated with you? He's yeah, it's just, it's a song called uh, My Place in the Sun. And again, the, uh, this was the deal. If you want to be on um, this project, you have to agree to two things. One is to co-write with myself and CJ. And number two, to do something that you've never done before to do something completely different. And so everybody agreed. <clears throat> I mean, when I played the Clint Black song for his wife, she said, who the hell is that? I said, 
that's your husband. He went, what? I said, yeah, I mean, this guy, your husband is a multifaceted, amazing musician. You know, this is not a country tune. This is something very different. Uh, Same with Johnny Lang, something very different. And the thing with Michael was very different. And so everybody acquiesced. And I think I think we nailed it. Where, where did that idea get? How was that born? That idea to, that you asked everybody, you've got to do something different. What were you thinking of? You know, what was your your end goal or, or what had you what had inspired that request? Well, it's a couple of things. Uh, it's the idea that, OK, if you're going to have Clint Black, we're going to do a country song. And if we do Michael or, you know, we'll pick an R&B tune. And uh, and if we do something with Johnny, Johnny Lang, it's got to be a blues tune. Uh, no, because all of these guys are fantastic musicians. And in the same way as in my day job, sometimes I find people who have never had an opportunity. You know, a four star general has never really had the opportunity to be on the red team in a war game and really mess with people because they're not sort of not his job. I wanted to see to say, hey, this is your op. Whatever you want to do, and something that you know is outside your lane and not in your wheelhouse or whatever you know uh, simile you want to use here, yeah. a metaphor. So that was the idea. That was the whole idea. Here's an opportunity. And was that exciting for these musicians to, to kind of go rethink and yeah. try it? Something yeah. that they'd always wanted to try out, but it felt yeah. that they were looked at it one way and, and may not. Uh, I mean, mo- most of the people that you've got on the album uh, are pretty established and pretty, they're pretty sure of themselves, I'm sure. But that sounds like fun. That sounds like a great opportunity for a musician and an artist. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and, and they all dive, dove right into it. Um, once, especially with Clint, I mean, there's an opening guitar riff on that song, Bad Mood, that's Clint played. And it has nothing whatsoever to do with anything country. He's a big Steely Dan fan, and it's really obtuse. Hmm. <laughs> I can't wait to hear. <laughs> and there you go. You know, yeah. all right, man. Now you're now you're in the groove. Are you, you know? feeling really good about it? Are you proud of the album? And, and feeling I am. Yeah, I am. I am. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff and, you know, I'm not certainly uh, I, I've never done anything that I really didn't like. Um, but this is a labor of love. And I, you know, I wanted to take a shot at it. And I waited a while because I I've always thought that, you know, as soon as you leave a, a very successful band, the first thing people do is do a solo album. Mm hmm. Uh, number one, I didn't think I was ready for that. Number two, it was too busy. And um, so I just thought it would be worth taking some time. Yeah. Well, it's worth the wait and anticipation, right? I mean, your fans are just uh, probably dying to, we're, we're all dying to hear it and, and get, well, I hope so. get a coffee. I hope so. Um, well, so can we talk, I want to, before we move off of that, with you know, working with Michael McDonald, I should know this, but I just it just kind of sprung to me and I don't know how often do you guys get together and play a lot still or um is it, is not, it rare? not a whole lot but Catherine a lot of times puts things together puts you guys together yeah up in santa barbara and we get a chance to play together well Scott, i hope next time you're here uh you, you let me go buy you a beer a cup of coffee or something uh, that'd be great <laughs> sure uh, busy guy uh okay talk about let's talk about the song uh your single which we are going to premiere at the end of the show here in its entirety um my old school thank you yeah it's a really really great uh really love it i was i I was texting back with and forth with mike gormley today la personal development just staying uh a friend of yours and i know manager and i was just i just love love this song it's really really great um, love what you well, I, I appreciate that. And, and I used to sing it live when I was in Steely Dan. And I, I noticed that as we did it more and more and more, it, it rocked a little more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a fine song and I'm really proud of the recording. But I always thought it had, you know, a, a, a much more muscle somewhere. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to take a shot. And actually I wanted Steve Tyler to sing it 
And so I did a scratch vocal and I sent it to Steve and he said, who's this singing? And I said, it's me. And he says, well, why don't you sing it? And I went, well, cause I'm not a singer. And he goes, yeah, you are. Yeah. That's <laughs> I what said, I love about it. I love your voice. And I said, okay, well, yeah. you know, you know more about this stuff than I do. So I'll take your word for it. So yeah, I took a shot. Oh, nice. That's, that's great. That, uh, that's a nice compliment, Stephen Tyler. Uh, what would you like, what, if you put the two together, what would change in, you know, from the 71 version uh, or 73 version, excuse me, to now, what, what, what are the, the things beside that you're, you're singing the vocals? Yes. That, did you punch it up? You said um, it got heavier and heavier. Well, I would say it's the difference between an M80 firecracker and a thermonuclear detonation (laughs) you can't get a better quote than that (laughs) it really it's it's just a rocker yeah it It rocks yeah oh can't wait to hear it now you now you're making me anticipate i want to get to the end of the show here i want to spend time with you but i want to (laughs) to hear the song dr d did you say we need to take a break Mm -hmm. you're you're waving at me over there hello hello waving you down Uh, hey to both of you guys happy st patrick's day and uh oh yeah dr d i just want to drop in again the happy anniversary dr d's been our the sound engineer at the studio for 16 years today happy anniversary uh, we will be right back. But, but before we go, let me give you a, out a little information here. Um, the release that we're going to play here uh, that we're talking about with Jeff Skunk Baxter is my old school. Uh, remade, uh, re- reimagined, and uh, watch out. It's a thermonuclear blast uh, <laughs> to your ears. And, and happy St. Potty's Day to you too, Lottie. Ah, uh, uh, yes, sir. My yes, whole sir. family is Scottish. Scottish. But we love the Irish because of between us and our English. You know, uh, mm. <laughs> all right, yeah, go. Have a great time. I'll let you guys talk a little bit. Well, you know, you know, it's a beautiful thing that you talk about here, lad, because you know, when you're in the pub and you're just listening to the folks, you know, it's just a lovely sound to hear that lovely lilt of the Irish speaking, whether it's English or Gaelic. I don't care. I don't care either way. Just just to sit there with a pint. And uh, by the way, have you ever had yourself a car bomb? Uh, no, no, lately. No, my thing, Lottie. <laughs> but but I do n- love the lilt as well, especially when I'm in the bar, in the pub, <laughs> and the guy's buying me a wee swally, you yeah. know? Well, you know, you know, it's a, a beautiful... I, I, I actually have a little, a little Scottish in me and uh, a little Irish, and, uh, of course, it makes for a very, very volatile combination because I love to drink, but I don't love to pay. <laughs> hey, that's an old joke, you know? There's a fly, there's a fly in the guy's... And the, and the guy's uh, he's on on a bite of heavy, and so there's a fly in there, and he and he and he, and he pulls the fly in and says, "Did I swallow that?" It's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You guys could go on for hours. Yeah. Right? Should I stop it now? Yes, you need to stop it now. <laughs> <laughs> you know him. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's played with nearly everyone, as I've mentioned, the Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan. Uh, he chairs the U.S. Congressional Advisory Board on Missile Defense and his new solo album. 10 years in the making is soon to be released. It's called Speed of Heat. Put it, it's slated for June 17th. Uh, it, it may change, but I'd put that on your calendar. You definitely want to pick up, if you buy any music this year, you want to buy Jeff Skunk Baxter's Speed of Heat. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the show, we're going to premiere uh, My Old School. Skunk Thank is you, premiering man. that with us. Um, the song is released Friday. March 18th, and that's tomorrow. And if you're listening on Saturday, that was yesterday. So what are you waiting for? Get it. Uh, (laughs) We'll be right back after this break. Mr. Restaurant is a tasty new segment on The Jeremiah Show. Host Will Knox, renowned restaurant real estate specialist, serves up a fresh look at the restaurant business. On the menu, celebrity chefs, startups, operators, deal makers, designers, and those are just some of the appetizers. Look for all of Mr. Restaurant shows. Tell your smart speaker to play The Jeremiah Show, Mr. Restaurant. Hi, I'm Shadow Stevens. 
While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Hi, I'm Mariel Hemingway, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. We've got a very special guest today. Jeff Skunk Baxter rejoins the show, and we're talking about music, our favorite thing to talk about with uh, Skunk. And he's premiering a new song, My Old School, if you're just joining us uh, at the end of the show here. And I believe it might be the first time it's been put on radio. So if that's true, Skunk, we're honored. I think so. Yeah. And I if it's not so. true, just just lie for us. Please make, it, make us feel good. <laughs> no. <laughs> to the best of my knowledge. Yes, I, I think know, it is. A BM, BMG right. sent me the, the single yesterday, and thank you, mm-hmm. the guys at BMG. And uh, very excited for the new album coming up, Speed of Heat, uh, slated for June 17th. Or so, and somewhere. you know what the speed of heat is? You know, yeah, what's the title? Great title. Yeah, it's the it's the physics that happens when uh, an object uh, gets close to Mach one. Wow. Mm. So, okay. and, I'm an I'm an aviation guy, and so is CJ. So we we love airplanes. And I spent a lot of time in that world. So I thought of, actually I told the, the the president of the record company it was our it was a working title. And then uh, Dave Herschelin said, I love the title of this record. He says, I said, what title? It's the speed of heat. I said, well, it's just a working title. So well, I love it. He didn't know what it was. He just liked it. So we said, hey, you're the record guy. You know? Yeah. I'm going with it. You know what you're talking about? It's a great title. Great title. And I love all the, the, the different images you're giving us here with this music, where it's a thermonuclear blast. It's aside from a firecracker and M80, <laughs> it's a uh, speed of heat. Uh, you know, it just it gives me uh, your your it gives great uh, imagery to your great guitar work and your vocals. So oh, thank you, um, sir. Very, thank very you. cool. I, uh, you, you brought it up. So I'm going to I'm going to continue with this. I was listening to an interview um, of yours that you did. Uh, is it D'Angelo guitar? I, I, D'Angelico. I, D'Angelico. I'm sorry. I, I knew I had. I, I wanted to look check that, but John um, D'Angelico. Yeah, and the original guy. Yeah. You were talking about the science of the guitar. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind elaborating on what you mean by that. How you had to just, uh, you know, in Mexico City, you didn't know anybody to repair guitar, so you just started to take them apart or, or figure out how to make them work and, and fix them. And, and then oh, yeah. you went into the I mean, science of the guitar. I just thought it was fascinating. You take a knife and you stick it into the toaster and you find out real quick, which way the electrons go. <laughs> and, and my, my dad gave me a copy of the U S army radio manual. Just so I know which way, <laughs> which way is it going? Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Uh, so towards, towards whatever's grounded. <laughs> and that's me. So, uh, yeah, my dad gave me the manual, and it's interesting because Leo Fender used that original uh, U.S. Army circuitry when he designed the first guitar, his first guitar amplifier. So anyway, I just got more and more into it and uh, hung around with people that repaired televisions and radios and, 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 and got into it. And next thing I knew, I was you know repairing guitars. And when I uh, moved in, uh, when I was working in New York, I went to work with Dan Armstrong and learned a whole lot about guitar repair and customizing and electronics. And uh, then when I started working in missile defense, I said, hey, you know, as far as I can tell, radar, you know, electric radar is just an electric guitar on steroids, same physics. Mm -hmm. So let's go to work. 
And that's when I wrote the paper and that's how all of that kind of stuff. So there, there is a synergy with all of this in yeah, terms of yeah. frequency and vibration and co- co- um, uh, cohesive uh, uh, oscillations, stuff like that, all that, all that stuff. And, and how does that extend out? I mean, if, uh, because I, I think your theories or your understanding of the guitar and how it relates to the harmonic vibration of the human spirit, uh, uh, how it relates yeah, to that, speaking. That was John Town. Yeah, Charlie Towns, mm-hmm. the guy that won the Nobel Prize for inventing a laser. He was my partner up at Lawrence Livermore when I was working up there before wow. he passed away. Wonderful man. Wonderful man. And uh, he said, yeah, he said, you know, human spirit's a series of coherent oscillations. I said, Charlie, that's what music is. And he went, absolutely, absolutely. Because it, it's all interconnected. Uh, the whole universe exists over a single frequency plane. If you strike a guitar string, uh, the A string on a guitar, it vibrates at 440 times a second. You multiply that times 10 to the 23rd power and you get the color green. Green is just a super harmonic hmm. of a 440. And the reason it, and you say, well, how can that be? Well, your ears are sensitive from about 20 to 20,000 cycles, and then it disappears. The next time your body has any cognizance of frequency is when you feel the infrared from heat. And then all of a sudden on the, your, on the visual, it comes in on the red side, goes all the way through the visual spectrum, which is, you know, gigahertz. And then on the other side, then you start to get into microwaves, ultra high frequencies, super high frequencies, all the way up to cosmic rays. So it's all linear. It's everything is a super or subharmonic. So when you look at a color, you're actually seeing a superharmonic of a musical note or a combination of musical notes. Wow. Mm. Cause I, I, I've said a couple times I've said, I see music sometimes in color. Is that, could that I'm be possible? I'm jealous. If I could have synesthesia for a month, so there's a, I would love to have it. I have it. What would you do with it? Skunk. <laughs> I would write a paper. I would, I would go up to MIT to my boys up there and, I would immerse myself into trying my best to figure out a way to synthesize that so that other people could do it. It's really kind of cool. You uh, you talk about how this is all linear, how it's all connected, how there are frequencies, uh, the harmonic vibration of the human spirit. Is Music affects everybody all around the world. and It's something we've explored and we've talked about a little bit and something we don't really understand, sure. I don't think. Is there... You know, when you see, sometimes the world is really, really dark. And yes. is there ways, like right now, is there, are there ways that music, and you're, have you thought about that, has explored this, where music, is there a way to gather the energy of music somehow in small ways in towns and Ralph radios and, you know, playing music? I wonder if there's a, you know, just, it lifts oh, the human spirit. Because music, what happens is the frequencies of music trigger your neuro your brain to secrete certain kinds of neurotransmitters serotonin vasopressin oxytocin adrenaline uh all all of these create certain cocktails of make you happy Mm -hmm. make you sad make you angry make you frightened i mean when when they first performed box toccata and fugue in d minor in the church they probably should have done it at the end because they burned the church to the ground, scared the hell out of everybody. <laughs> Same thing with, with uh, the first performance of Stravinsky's Rite of Spring. They all ran out of the street and looted six blocks of downtown Paris. Wow. This stuff is powerful, powerful stuff. Very, and and it all, again, it is all about stimulating the brain, creating different cocktails like a bartender. Okay, we're going to make you happy. Yeah. Ah, we're going to make you, we're going to scare the hell out of you. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's hmm. unbelievable. The power. And I, I mean, I, you know, the Catholic church outlawed the devil's interval for 300 years. The devil's interval being the, the dominant and then the flat five in that scale 
uh, it's all odd harmonics. You can't listen to it very long. So that's why Bach used it in Toccata and Fugue. And that's why Stravinsky used it in the Rise of Spring. He went, oh, yeah, we like that. We'll have some of that. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, do you they mean you can't listen to it very long? What happens? I, I, well, okay, hold on one second, all right? Uh-huh. Jeff's going back there. This is it. This is so fascinating, isn't it? It and is. I know, and he studies. Uh, you've been studying. Skunk's been studying. Okay, so we're going to give you a general idea of what we're talking about here. Okay. Um, so uh, if I use the dominant chord of a of a C chord, and I play the the dominant chord and the the fifth, the regular fifth. You can listen to that for a while, right? Yeah. Now, if I use the dominant note and the flat five, how long can you listen to that? Oh, yeah. So Stravinsky goes, oh, yeah, we'll have some of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, so anyway, wow. that's the, that's wow. the power of that. That's yeah. the power of music. You know, wow, incredible. Dr. D, should we? Should I end the break on that note? Just take it yeah, on that note. Yes, on that note. <laughs> Pun intended. On that, on that ugly chord, right? My old school. It's coming up. It's the new single from Jeff Skunk Baxter, our very special guest this hour. Um, I wanted to mention because you're you're really you you, this, you hold this dear to your heart. Um, you you created a PSA for us for the show, which we play at every single show, Skunk. Because um, it is so important, and we, you know, our vets. So let me let me uh, mention justice for vets. Veterans fought for our freedom; we fight for theirs. Help give veterans the support they have earned. Justice for Vets is dedicated to transforming the way the justice system identifies, assesses, and treats our veterans, leading the national effort to put a veterans treatment court in reach of every veteran in need. Yeah. We are committed to ensuring that no veteran veteran is left behind by providing training and technical assistance to help communities bring together local, state, and federal resources to directly serve veterans involved in the justice system due to mental health disorders, trauma, and substance abuse. In doing so, we keep veterans out of jail and prison, preventing the loss of one of our nation's greatest assets to our families and our communities, and we connect them with the benefits and the treatment that they have earned, all while saving tax dollars for the American public. Justice for Vets has helped establish over 250 veteran treatment courts and trained over 3,000 court staff. In addition, Justice for Vets has conducted 40 volunteer veteran mentor boot camp training, serving thousands of veteran mentors. You can help, you can support, uh, you can do it through justiceforvets.org or as Skunk has said in the past, you know, look around you. you, you we all know a vet, we all know somebody who may be suffering and do what you can do right now uh, don't wait. And I love what you say, uh, Skunk. Um, we, we won't give up. You don't give up. We'll be right back. Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio, The Jeremiah Show, airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday. Core Radio dot rocks. Hey there, I'm Caleb. I'm Becca. And I'm Joshua. And we, we are Girl Named Tom. Go to girlnamedtom.com to hear more of our music, buy merchandise, and learn about our story. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. You've been listening to The Jeremiah Show. I am Miles Zuniga from Fastball. Hey, this is Tim. And this is Christian. We're L1011. Hi, this is Ron Sexsmith on The Jeremiah Show. 
we're back with the Jeremiah Show. When I grew up in Mexico, there was nobody to repair my instruments, whether it was the guitars or the amplifiers. So stick a fork in a toaster, pretty soon you find out which way the electrons go. Frequency, oscillation, that's the glue that holds the universe together. So every time a guitar player plays a note, he is in tune with the physics of the universe. Doesn't get any better than that. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. Our very special guest today is Jeff Skunk Baxter. He is uh, not only premiering a new single with us on the show today, and we're so honored. Uh, My old school, it hits you as he says, like an I, th- I think I got this right. A napalm bomb, <laughs> nuclear <laughs> napalm, thermonuclear, thermonuclear. Not, not good. Not okay, good. Not good. Okay. <laughs> I knew I'd mess it up. I could only do it That's once, right. maybe the right way. Uh, and then he's also got something to look forward to, like like Christmas or your birthday or next time we see Jeff Skunk Baxter on the show. Uh, we got to look forward to this as well. His new album is coming up. It's called Speed of Heat. Should be out June 17th, but we'll uh, we'll keep you informed when that drops. There's also two more uh, singles dropping. And I thought it was very interesting, uh, Skunk, that you are, uh, you mentioned albums are kind of an antiquated way of re- referencing. We've I've talked to so many music people and they say, you know, every six weeks now, drop a single, drop a single, even if it's an acoustic remake or a, just, but you got to stay in people's minds because they're uh, and stay in front of them. Otherwise, they they forget you. It doesn't matter how big you are. Uh, there's just a lot of content out there. So the new format is this: every every month or so, every six weeks, you're dropping a new single. And I really was fascinated when I saw that. Uh, you know, when BMG sent me this the the tentative schedule for your songs being released, um, "My Place in the Sun" and coming up next, and then Apache. Uh, you're you're doing this as well. What's your what are your thoughts on on this format? Uh, you've seen it all over the years. <laughs> this is uh, this is um, out of my out of my area of expertise. Um, I'm I, David Hirschland, who's the president of uh, Renew Records with BMG. Um, I have a lot of confidence in him, and and I guess this is what they do. Mm-hmm. So my job is to make the record. His job is to get people to hear it and to uh, expose uh, the musical world to the to the work. So I'm I'm standing by, you know. I like uh, I like what you're doing. Where you're really because it, it may be new to me because we we see it re- we see different artists releasing in all different sorts of ways, and I like how you're releasing every month or six weeks, and then you've got the double album. Where you can get it, the whole thing on on vinyl, yeah. right, or a CD. Yeah, uh, real vinyl. That's what we uh, used to call yeah. making a record. A yeah. record. <laughs> record. Yeah. <laughs> that, record. I like that because then you you you're like you hear the songs, you fall in love with them, you get enough time with each one, and then you go you get the album, right? Where where sometimes they put out the album and people don't listen to they listen to it once, but they they find the three songs they liked and they move on. Yeah. So well, I, I think I, the CD comes out in June, so you can you can stick it in your car. Or, or whatever you do with it, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that everybody, everybody has a different way. Sometimes they download it immediately into their phone, or they, you know. But you'll you'll have everything in hand. Yeah. Well, Skunk, we're gonna we're gonna let you go in just a minute if you if you don't mind if you can just stay with me for one more quick segment. Um, sure. I appreciate all your time you give us. We'll be right back with Jeff Skunk Baxter. The uh, we're, we're almost there. We're almost to the debut of uh, my old school. We'll be right back. When I first started playing guitar, I was listening to The Ventures. And The Ventures had an interesting concept. How about playing melodies? Okay. So I learned to play melodies, and I realized that the trick to a good melody is only play the melody. I mean, yes, you can rephrase it, you can mess around with it a little bit, but the trick is articulate the notes. The notes were written 
in a melody for a particular reason. And that kind of gave me a rule of thumb. I'm an old guy, so I've been around guitars for a long time. I suppose it's like a cowboy. You know, you've been around cattle long enough, you figure it out how they think. So I've kind of figured out how guitars think. Understanding the, the science of the instrument, how it's made, how it responds, what it's supposed to do, uh, that for me, uh, I think it's a part of my guitar playing. Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hi there, everybody. This is Ann H. Hey, everybody. I'm Art Alex Hucks from the band Everclear. My name's Danny Dreho. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Jeremiah, your loved home. need help with your restaurant or hospitality business? See how we can help your business at hjlrestaurantadvisors.com. Hey, this is Jeff Stump Baxter. Please open your heart and reach out to a veteran and let them know, number one, that they are loved and respected. You won't give up if they don't give up. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Back to the Jeremiah Show. We are, are with uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, friend of the show. Hopefully, we can say that now. And uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter. He's debuting his new single coming up here, My Old School. Um, and the new album comes out June 17th. And uh, really looking forward to that. It's called Speed of Heat. I wanted to ask you something about someone was interviewing you, Skunk, um, about the length it took to, to get the album out, your first solo album. This is your first solo album and, and the, the, this huge career you've had. And someone asked you, uh, you know, about the time it took. And, and you, as you mentioned at the beginning of the top of the show, you know, you think a mistake that's a lot of times that happens is a band breaks up. Or, or it's a natural thing to do and someone goes the, the, the band member one of the band members all the band members go and make a solo album right after and you wanted to wait a little while and, and let it marinate or let it grow and let it become what it is and you said you kept telling yourself I'll do it someday and that that sentence stood out to me kind of popped out I'll do it someday and I, and I just took looked at that in the context of the world today, uh, where we're all reevaluated what's important to us, I think. I think we've all had a moment or two, if not more, where we've reevaluated where we're at today in the world and how the world. And, and, and that, that term, I'll do it someday. Do you, do you still say I'll do it someday? Or do you, do you think you do, uh, you know, you accomplish things quicker now? Or you say, I'm going to do it today? What are your thoughts on, the, on I'll do it someday? Well, the, 
when I said do it someday, I had a I had a bucket list, or I have a bucket list kind of mm-hmm. of all the things I wanted to do musically, and this is the last one. And to do it right, and to do it um, to really represent, I think what I am as a musician, you, you kind of want to make it after you've had enough musical experiences to really be able to draw from it. And, uh, you know, 20 years ago or 10 years ago, um, I'm still doing a lot of work. And obviously the day job, you know, working for Uncle Sam and then the, the night job playing music and producing records and working on other people's records. Just wanted to get to a point where I felt, okay, I got enough enough musical notes in the musical bank. Now it's time to spend them and do something with them. Uh, so it wasn't a question of putting it off. I think it was a question of, um, and and I think Rich can relate to this. It's, it's the difference between drinking cheap scotch and a 16-year-old single mom. It's, it, there, it needs some time. Mm. It needs some Mm-hmm. Sometime. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, should we put things off these days, or should we we do it as soon as we can? What are your thoughts on that? Doing things that make you happy. Do you think well, about that I kind think, of stuff much? Yeah, I do. And I think if it's something that makes you happy, I would suggest to do it right away. Because we are mortal. I mean, if, uh, I had a friend of mine not that long ago. He was in the hospital for a... You know, just a small procedure. He tripped, smashed his head, and died. Mm. I mean, you don't know yeah. what the future, unless you're a psychic, but you yeah. don't know what the future has. So if there's something that is really important to you, yeah, you should do it, whether it's something for your kids, something for your friends, something for yourself, something for vets, something for mankind, something for just personal pleasure. Because you don't know. You do not know what tomorrow will bring. What makes you most happy now, Skunk? Gosh. At this point of your life. Hanging out with my grandkids, uh, playing the guitar, uh, and still I get calls from all kinds of folks. I got a call from Danny Korchmar about a year ago. He said, hey, remember that guitar that you redid the electronics for me in 1969? I went, yeah, it was a telly, right? He said, yeah, well, they screwed it up. I needed a... Fix it. And since everything I ever did was guaranteed for life, I said, yeah, bring it on over. You know, so I still enjoy working with electronics and working with different guitar companies, especially Roland. I've been with them for 47 years now. I love having a place to um, uh, to nurture ideas for musical instruments and mm. stuff. What, so, made, yeah. Yeah, what made you happy then makes you happy now, which t- tells me you uh, you got it right from the beginning, right? You lived a, you're living a great life that, that makes you happy. Oh, I oh, am one of the luckiest human beings on the planet. Uh, well, we're lucky to have your music and, and really appreciate having the, the time to talk to you on the show again. Let me, before we let you go, um, the tour on the East Coast coming up, and there will be more dates to be announced, but, but now you got a couple for the East Coast. How exciting. Yeah, we're going to New York, the Iridium, which means a lot to me because I used to play with Les Paul there all the time. Uh, God rest his soul. Um, a very special man. And that's, uh, I'm just looking here on May 6th and 7th. On May 4th, I'll be at the Birchmere, and there's 58,000 people at the Pentagon, so 0.1% of the folks show up. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> um We'll be in Annapolis. We're going to do some shows up in uh, Massachusetts, up in Norwalk, uh, Portland, Maine, uh, Philadelphia at the winery, Annapolis, home of the Naval Academy. And I'll have some wow. uh, some folks from the Naval Academy That'd over there. Good, I, I'm really looking forward to playing it. And CJ Manson, my, my music partner, who is just a tremendous musician, this gives us a chance to do what we love to do just play yeah yes we have song although there will be times when it may just wander off you know <laughs> depending on what the vibe is you yeah know? We, we know about that here on the jeremiah show <laughs> yeah there you go right. we know it well well thank you so much Scott. uh get your tickets where can they get tickets uh should they just 
go to go to Google. You'll find them, or you got a specific spot you like so. to send them. Okay. I, I believe I believe so. I that is a, again an area that I'm not too familiar with, but we've been selling a lot of a lot of people want to come to the shows, so so well, somebody's found it. Final words here. I, I just know uh, how much you care for our vets, and I just wanted to, you know, you gave me a list of some some uh, great organizations the last time you were here. I wanted to talk about Guitars for Vets quickly. Yeah. It, uh, it's a 501c3 nonprofit organization that supports veterans struggling with the challenges of post-traumatic stress or you know, as PTSD by providing them with free guitars and lessons. To date, Guitars for Vets and its nearly 500 volunteers have gifted more than 4,500 new guitars and 45,000 lessons to those who have endured the wounds of war. All of the instruments and accessories are provided free of charge to vets in the program, but the cost must uh, be met through donations. For instrument donations, please go to guitarsforvets.org or you can call 855-G4V-HERO. Guitars for vets.org. Would you like to say any final words um, about our yeah, vets? Yeah, uh, this brings our conversation full circle. We talked about music and we talked about music, what music does for the human brain. We have vets, uh, some of whom are in just fine, great shape, some of whom need help. Being able to pick up a guitar or piano or any musical instrument, create a, a, a frequency cocktail that then stimulates joy and happiness and good feeling. Instead of taking all these terrible drugs, why not just do it yourself? Find the combination that works for you and have that joy. I mean, it, it, it really is a full circle here. Mm-hmm. So that's one, that's one of the reasons why I love Guitars for Vets so much. Yeah. Okay. With those words, those final words, thank you. Jeff Skunk Baxter, and we're gonna now premiere uh, your new your new single. Enjoy, enjoy, yeah. Well, here it is. Uh, you're listening to a my old school, Jeff Skunk Baxter. Have a great week, everybody. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. <laughs> we
is comedian Maz Jobrani, and you are listening to the Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to Dr. D for making our voices come alive on the airwaves and to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Be sure to check out our very own Richard Dugan, a.k.a. Dr. D, Peabody Award-nominated radio show. Tell me your story every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and sound and engineer producer Richard Dr. D. Dugan and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. I'm a good man. This is Miles Copeland. Yeah, I just had the honor of speaking to the Jeremiah Show. Who would have believed that little old me would have the opportunity to speak on such a prestigious show? And they even talked about my book, Two Steps Forward, One Step Back, My Life in the Music Business. So it was a great pleasure to uh, be on that show, the Jeremiah Show. I love you.